Micah will be the first generation college student in our family. I can't tell you how excited I am about the interface between the university and the Barelas community. At UNM, we started our program on the basis that we needed to engage students in a practical, interesting, modern way of approaching their educational experience in our research university. We have an undergraduate student population of 20,000 students. We have a tremendous workforce. They're being educated in a research university to do some of the most advanced work in the world. They're working with some of the leading scholars and researchers in America. But they're doing that on campus. Community-based scholarship and research means taking the lessons that they're learning in the classroom and bringing it out to help their neighbors, to bring about community well-being, to apply the lessons in a practical, real-life setting, to form partnerships with our community, to form relationships with our community. When our students are engaged in community-based scholarship and research, they will understand the more theoretical lessons that were taught to them in the classroom. We work with uh, community partners. We try to find partners who are willing to, to work with us and develop collaboratively questions that our students can research. The answers to those questions will lead to action that we can form in the community that will help uh, the community partners meet the needs that they themselves have identified. The University of New Mexico Research Service Learning Program believes and acts upon the belief that it is a citizen of the community. We're working with the Pueblos, with some of the smaller towns in northern New Mexico, and we think that eventually as this program grows and more and more students get involved, we'll have a large and important impact on the lives of the citizens of New Mexico. I work from the Department of Communication and Journalism. I taught a class uh, called um, Community-Based Research last semester. We worked with La Mesa community. The community is a pretty impoverished community. Uh, there are a lot of immigrants who live there, uh, so it's a culturally very diverse community. We work with the Neighborhood Association, La Mesa Community Improvement Association, as well as the community center and some nonprofit organizations. We needed some data. We needed some community data. Uh, in La Mesa about our neighborhood. I pitched the idea of doing a survey. We developed the questions and I had actually wanted a door-to-door -door survey, but the class said, hey, let's do a community day. 600 people showed up and the way we collected the data and the process was uh, for a plate of food, they had to fill in a survey. On the whole, it was just fantastic, you know, teamwork and the class worked very well together. It was a beautiful collaboration. I expect that the data will show some of what we already know just intuitively from being residents, that we do have a lot of cultures here. We really need to broaden that and create a La Mesa voice for our community. And that's what we're hoping truly we'll get. Our objective is to help people who have addictions to drugs and alcohol, but also to decompress every emergency department in town. RSLP has been a wonderful supporter and well, we, we pretty much love everybody that is involved with that program. We have students that come here now to help out through either work study or volunteer and it's been, it's been great. 
you need to give students a voice. You need to have you know, readings, you need to supervise the visits, you need to help them get the experiences, but once everything is done, you need to allow them to reflect and have a voice in the strategy. But students are volunteering their time to work at the New Mexico uh, Holocaust and Intolerance Museum. Some students are also working at the New Mexico Foundation for Human Rights Project. Albuquerque Public Schools, both in the middle school and in the high school level, bring students to the museum. The museum has an outreach program that goes out to the schools. We have to do something about hate and intolerance in this world. And we have to start right here in our own state. We are now partnering with UNM. We are trying more and more to be part of an educational system to fight hate and intolerance. The need is so significant. There are so many things that need to be done that when they come down here and they're putting together packets to go to the public schools, they're helping a student group come through the museum, that they're actually getting the opportunity to see that what they've learned will make a difference in the world that they can take what they're learning in the classroom and make that transition to the community. We do a lot of research on our own, a lot of volunteer work. It's a totally dynamic class. The museum is a big aspect of the course. We do all our volunteer work here. Being that it's a great extensive library where we can do research, I'd say the course wouldn't be what it is without the Holocaust Museum. Dr. Carmel's class allowed me to immerse myself in the community a lot more than I could on a Saturday, Sunday, volunteer basis. We chose Martinez Town because it is one of the oldest neighborhoods in Albuquerque. It has tremendous historic and cultural assets. Martinez Town is encroached between the highway and the railroad tracks. People don't know it exists there and it has been a neighborhood that has suffered tremendously by having poor infrastructure. It is also one of the neighborhoods with the highest percentage of children who drop out from schools. So it's a neighborhood that needs attention, but at the same time has a lot to offer. It's a neighborhood where there are organizations and institutions that are very strong, and neighbors who have been living there for over six generations are still involved and, and care about it and want to work for improving it. This neighborhood really has a deep sense of preservation and is really struggling to maintain that. You know, historically, neighborhoods such as Santa Barbara Martinez Town have not had great relationships with entities like the University of New Mexico. And this is a great opportunity uh, to begin building those bridges again. I wanted to transmit to the student the importance of not us going into a neighborhood and telling them what we were going to do for them, but rather have them go into the neighborhood and listen. And through the process of interacting with people and hearing what happened, then they will identify what the neighborhood wanted us to do. We also had leaders from the neighborhood come to our class and talk to us. We read historic tests from the neighborhood to, in order to place those issues in a historic perspective. At the same time, we were studying what are the mechanisms used by planners to support neighborhoods. Is anybody that is going into the community and talking to people living in that community? No? Is, is there anybody just doing that? We started to have a conversation as to what were the issues that emerged. For each of the projects, they had to identify an organization or individual 
from the neighborhood who was already working in addressing those issues. We saw at the first town hall meeting what power came out of that and strength to say, yeah, we're going to deal with this issue that needs immediate addressing of how it's going to be resolved. We were at the Capitol where some people had never even seen their own state Capitol. We had a junior high student speak in front of a crowd that, I mean, takes a lot of courage and said a poem about what he learned through this experience. The stories you hear, keep in mind please, these are my neighbors and friends. We live in Martinez Town, Santa Barbara and Barrelas. Little towns with big hearts in the big city, standing together to find a solution. Let's fix the problem before the next generation. And when we did that first meeting and we did meet the UNM students, um, we went home that night and it was like, he was just so inspired. I want to do this. You know, it, they helped him to see that college was reachable. One of the students collected many resources that talked about the history of flooding and that has been used by the neighborhood when they talk to the local authorities and try to solve this issue. I've really, really enjoyed going into the neighborhoods. It's really increased my learning a lot because it gives us the application. UNM kind of bridges the gap between what you think you see and, you know, getting to talk to people. I don't see how a person could actually learn these, this kind of thing without going into the communities. We wanted to make sure that the projects that were done in these classes were connected with true needs and good help. And what we're doing now is advancing in those projects and students will be collecting oral history and documenting, doing research in order to build the foundation for those projects in the future. My class recently worked on a, a grassroots lobbying campaign in the, with the community of um, Martinez-Town, Santa Barbara, uh, to work with them to go to Santa Fe to, to secure infrastructure funds to repair sewage and infrastructure problems that have been an issue for over 50 years. RSLP continued to meet with the work group and said, how can we help you? They didn't come in and say, this is the way we want it, this is the way we think it's right. No, they let, they let the leaders lead, and then they asked, how can we help? And they put together in a pamphlet the information that we provided to them, and then they put a poster that showed how the flooding was in the past and how it's continued to occur in Martinez Town. And then they gave us that information so we could go out to the legislators and pass it to them. And I think it's really important for students to understand how communities come together for positive social change. How do you contact the local newspaper and get them to put us on the front page? The preservation of this neighborhood with the support and work of the students of the university and the commitment and passion and love of the neighborhood community members, uh, we can achieve that. Be able to change with the times will preserve what's important to this neighborhood. We are partnered with the Barelas Neighborhood Association and the Barelas Community Center, where students can work uh, in partnership with neighborhood members to learn about anthropology and also develop something meaningful for the Barelas community. Students, on the one end, learn 
very specific uh, and sometimes dreary theory uh, in the classroom and actually learn to make it alive through participatory projects. The concept of a community garden was presented by Kathy Garcia, the chair of the Neighborhood Association. The idea is to have a site where people can come together at a garden for a variety of projects. Wonderful vegetation with lettuce and carrots and all kinds the of The students, after learning about community gardens from a historical perspective, work with a variety of community members to examine what would be desired in a community garden, why have it in the first place, and that involves things like uh, interviewing members, learning about culturally specific foods and recipes, diet and nutrition, sort of a, a broad spectrum and how a garden can be developed to sustain itself in the long term, both to suit community needs uh, as well as uh, an outlet for education in a variety of courses. As people become more familiar and parents see their children involved in theater, involved in the garden, involved in telling their stories and having them printed, I feel that uh, the neighborhood is, is uplifted and uh, feeling very positive about this uh, interface. David Hilliard is involved and his students are learning about activism from the 60s and 70s. It promotes a dialogue um, as we consider different ways of conducting research. Another thing that uh, we'll be working on together with uh, the anthropology students is, is an oral history. Me and Kathy will be going and meeting with folks, discussing how they feel about their community, changes they've seen over the years, uh, what they think is good, what they think is bad, what they'd like to see in the future, and uh, the importance that history has in helping us understand our current situation. We have a newsletter and we'll be interviewing uh, local uh, people, residents who've lived here for a good long time. Now you've got some students along with their teachers and, and administration that's backing them that's encouraging them to come in and actually do something, physically do something and get involved. And I think the community really appreciates that. What really appealed to the university students who signed up to take my class was the fact that it was hands-on, completely interactive. In order to learn theater, you do theater. So I was giving them an opportunity to not only do theater, but do theater with children. And the reason that we chose Borellis is because last year when we were going through the series of um, interviews and discussions with the neighborhood, they um, presented a really good argument for wanting to have the arts brought into their community center. And there was a bare stage there, and there was a learning center with kids who were anxious to do something creative and artistic. What does that note make you guys think of? A train? A train? What we discovered is that it wasn't your typical research. We weren't going to a library to do the research for this project. So we did a lot of interviews with the kids, with their families, with the people who work at the center. We did a lot of play reading, children's literature, stuff that would make us aware of what kids are into and what they enjoy participating in. We experimented with different theater games to see what spoke to them and what they reacted to. They chose a very common children's story that we then adapted into a play, and the scenes of the play took place in Borellis. So it was very much a joint effort of taking a story that already exists, adapting it into a play, and then making it so it's relevant to this community and these kids, and that they learn something from it. 
the idea to create community gardens sort of engendered out of our survival programs and the need to create these community programs to uh, help offset the economic burdens for many of the uh, economically disadvantaged in, in various communities. We chose community gardens as the uh, first model to uh, get students involved in doing community service work. We're working right now with Project Share, which is a nonprofit group that uh, does a lot of services for the homeless and working poor here in Albuquerque. And we're working on putting together a garden so that they can have fresh produce. So the food will come directly from the garden into the kitchens. And then our students even help prepare the food. Uh, they volunteer their services because there's a combination of using their skills in order to help uh, give back something in the community. And we're so very proud of that part of our program. To have the vegetables and fresh produce is a really wonderful thing and I'm really glad that the kids at the university are so enthusiastic about it. The kids working in the service learning project at Project Share, once they came down here and did hands-on cooking and serving food and they saw the people came back then with their own resources. They not only came once but they came four or five times a month to cook a hot meal and serve a hot meal to the homeless and the working poor. So I think that we're really reaching them and uh, David has helped making very meaningful. The courses that I teach are broke, broken down into two components. One is the theoretical definition of our movement that uh, gives students an idea of how uh, our organization created these some 30 community survival programs. So we have a methodology for that. So in the first, oh, I don't know, six to eight weeks, we're going through the various theoretical uh, definitions of our movement, the ideology, the philosophies. And then the second part of it is to take the students from the classroom into the larger classroom, which is the community, and get them involved into doing uh, what is referred to as community service learning. The Research Service Learning Program facilitates the university's ability to be a citizen of the community. It has the decision-making power at the administrative, college, and the departmental level to nurture our students as community-engaged scholars. Its intellectual capacity builds boundary spanning in our students. They're able to take what they've learned in the classroom and make it relevant in the community, at our institution, to the mutual benefit of all. Now this phenomenon of 20 years of this kind of work has resulted in the Carnegie uh, Commission creating a new classification system for universities. There are 87 universities who have opted out to classify themselves as a civically engaged university or college or a college with civic-oriented curriculum. I'm really happy to have uh, discovered the program because I was kind of getting lost in the grind of school and the program helped me kind of get a sense of direction and help me uh, decide upon my major, which is anthropology and strongly tied to ideas of community service. Every resident that interfaced with any of the students, uh, whether it be adults or children, really felt that passion and really felt that commitment to, to community and to doing community service work. I see great things for our neighborhood and for the university, breaking down barriers for the children behind me to really feel like the university is a place that they can go to. We need to solve problems with drugs, with crime, with the environment, 
with whatever particular situation it may be. And we know that we have the most educated people in the world working on that, and we need to work in the community to show that we can make a difference.